everybody. Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. I am Jared, and I'm the Preacher Dad. And I blog at PreacherDad.com, where I blog on everything from parenting to politics to preparation and alliteration. I alliterate a lot of things. (laughs) There you go. Uh, We at PreacherDad.com, we are trying to inspire the inspire and equip Christians in the United States to impact the next generation. So here I am on the way home. It is almost Christmas, very close to Christmas time. And I've been thinking about a lot of stuff. I usually do. Seems like a lot of my podcasts start out that way. Well, I've been thinking about a lot. There's a lot to think about in our day and time. Um, Even if you don't have eight children at Christmas time, let me tell you something. Eight children at Christmas time is a busy life. (laughs) Uh, It's a challenge. And I'll I'll tell you, uh, for our children, we told them, uh, I mean, long ago, when we first started having Christmas together, we said three presents, that's enough. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. Uh, We don't get our children more than three presents a person. Um, We usually get them something to read, something to wear, something to play with. Uh, Which means we have a lot of books at this point. But but anyway, if you only get three presents a person, that's still 24 presents. Not counting, you know, spousal gifts. I mean, I... I also love my wife. I'm not just a preacher dad. I'm a preacher husband, too. But PreacherHusband.com is uh, uh, maybe down the road. <laughs> maybe that's a different uh, a different podcast. But what I want to share with you today is, man, there is just so much stuff going on in the world right now. I mean... trillion spending package that is probably going to be passed. I'm a little bit behind the times. I think it has been passed or they want it to be passed. I mean, the the Democrats prepared this bill. It's like 1,500 pages. It's longer than the Bible. And they wanted it to be voted on within hours of distributing it to the representatives and senators. That's just unbelievable. That's just ridiculous, actually. And uh, uh, I heard Senator Mike Lee call it extortion. It is extortion. It is absolutely despicable politics and to expect a person to vote on such a huge spending package trillion we're talking trillion with a T to to expect someone to vote on that kind of a package after just a few hours to look over the entirety of the Bible let's say they hand you the Bible and say okay we want you to tell us whether or not you agree with everything in here Um, and you've got just a few hours that's just, it's just, it's malpractice. It's governmental malpractice.
But in addition to that, folks, I mean, our southern border is just wide open. It's a, it's a, it's a crisis of epic proportions at the southern border of the United States. It's an, it's a severe national security risk. It's a, it's a major, major issue. I, I just don't know how long we can survive when we're letting. Some reports are upwards of 10 to 15 million people into the country illegally. The low estimates, folks, the low estimates are 5 million. That's just, that's just unbelievable. How we can sustain that many people coming here illegally and getting food stamps and, and, and getting on welfare, getting taken care of by the system, by those of us that are working our butts off to try to provide for our families, to have to provide for all these illegals as well. Folks, I'm telling you, the system can't last that long. It can't sustain that for that long. And that's part of the purpose of letting all these illegals in, is to overwhelm the system so that it completely shuts down, breaks down, the country's in shambles, so that when the leftist progressives come in later and say, hey, we got this great socialist utopia idea for you, uh, people will be like, sure, fine, whatever, and whatever I gotta do to feel secure, to have food on the table again, just go ahead. That's the plan, mark my words. And in addition to this, we are also, I said this, I think, recently, we are murdering children to our gods. We are sacrificing our children to our gods. We are mutilating children. We are convincing them, convincing girls that they're boys, chopping up their bodies. Convincing boys that they're girls, chopping up their bodies. We're giving them experimental drugs. Parents are doing this to their children. People are justifying this behavior. campaigns that literally glorify Baal. Literally. It's, it's just, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And I gotta tell you, <clears throat> um, things in this nation in the West are really, really bad. Now that doesn't mean there's not good news to be had. In some places there's encouraging things that happen, but things in this country are really, really bad. Churches, Christians everywhere are just lackadaisical. The sickest, weakest church in the world is the church in America. You show me any other country in the world, maybe, maybe Canada, Sorry, Canadians. Any Canadians listening to me, not meaning to be insulting, but you're still part of the West. Any any other church in another part of the world is stronger and healthier than the Christians in America by far. Spiritually stronger. Things are rough, folks. Things are really bad, and when you stop and you step back and you look at the big picture of the way things are going in the world, it's like, 
getting bad. This is getting rough. I don't know if uh, there's just a couple of things that have to happen. And all of a sudden, Christians are not able to get jobs if they practice their faith. They're not able to purchase the things that they want. If ESG takes off, now I've heard some report that maybe ESG is uh, phasing out. Maybe there's some companies that are starting to rethink their commitment to uh, economic, social, environmental, social governance scores. But if those ESG scores are implemented the way the progressive left wants to do it, you will have to kowtow to their ideology in order to buy groceries, in order to be able to have a house, to rent a, to rent a home in a decent place. Christians are not going to be able to unless they sacrifice all the things that they hold dear, sacrifice their principles, their morals, we don't embrace the progressive left's agenda, including transgenders, tra transgenderism, including every single piece of the LGBTQ, etc. agenda. We're, we're in sorry shape. So maybe you're saying, Jared, great grief. I, I, preacher dad, you know, you're being awful. You're being a big downer. I mean, come on, man, it's Christmas. I want to, I want something encouraging. Well, here, here's, here's what's encouraging. Jesus still got born in Bethlehem. Jesus became a man. God became a human being. Why? Because that was the only way to save human beings. Us humans, we need a lot of saving. We really kind of mess things up, in case you haven't noticed. We really kind of mess things up. But Jesus came to save us. That's why the angels were rejoicing. That's why the, the, the magi from the east, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy because they said, yes, the Messiah has come. The King of Kings is born. Divinity has become human. The infinite has become finite. And he came to die in our place. And then he rose back to life so that we could have new life. So that we could die to ourselves and live in Jesus Christ. Friends, that is encouraging. When we step back and we look at things, we have to remember Jesus Christ is still on the throne, still today. That baby that was born in Bethlehem, that little tiny baby boy, up, he became a man, he became the man, and he saved everyone if they will only receive him. And that baby boy is still alive today. He still rules in the affairs of men. He still governs in the earth. Nothing happens without his uh, uh, attention. He sees it. And friends, he is perfectly good incredibly holy this holy child of Bethlehem that's why that night was holy that's why we hear the angels sing on high that's why we sing Gloria and Excelsis Deo glory to God in the highest because he has brought peace to the earth 
Now that's not necessarily external peace. It doesn't mean that you're going to all never have fighting or struggles or trials. That is peace in your heart, peace in your soul, the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's that peace that the Lord Jesus has won for us. And let me tell you something. The rest is gravy. That 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 is the cake. Everything else in life is just the icing. The sweet and wonderful, beautiful times that you have around your Christmas tree, exchanging gifts with your loved ones and your um, your family. Maybe you don't love your family that much, you still give them gifts. I don't know. But that time together, all of that is made possible because of Christ. All of that is there because of Jesus. So friends, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Yes, things are hard. Yes, things are crazy. But Christians have endured persecution in the past. We've endured hard times before. And we will continue to because the Lord Jesus is still on the throne. Christmas time doesn't go away. Just because things are nuts. Just because we live in Sodom and Gomorrah mixed with Canaan. Just because we live in those in those two places mixed together, that doesn't mean Christmas isn't real. It doesn't mean Jesus didn't come. It just makes it all the more powerful and all the more precious that he did come to save us all. So be encouraged. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you wonderful internet. All of you podcast listeners, I'm sure grateful for your support this year. And I'd appreciate your uh, positive reviews. Uh, uh, <clears throat> if you could give me five stars, I'd be grateful. Uh, but also go to PreacherDad.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And uh, we'll stay in touch. But you know, God bless you. Merry Christmas. And